Welcome back to the Reading and Writing Podcast. My guest today is Charles Rosenay, editor of the new book, The Book of Top Ten Horror Lists. Charles, or as some people refer to you, Cryptmaster Chucky, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm glad to be here. Absolutely. Well, can you tell us about your new book, The Book of Top Ten Horror List? Yeah, well, so for a long time, I was uh, online with something called the National Horror Happenings. It was a daily newsletter, an you know, online little thing where people uh, would read it, and I would do reviews of horror movies, uh, previews of horror movies, horror news, you know, tidbits. And it would be just this little thing every single day, and yeah, a few hundred people read it. And then once a month, I started doing uh, top 10 lists. I would get my friends who are in the celebrity world and uh, people who I was uh, you know, go reaching out to, to give me their top 10 favorite horror themes, horror lists, their favorite horror movies, their favorite horror actors, anything related. And I would uh, put it on my newsletter online once a month and it would get the most hits. I mean, it would just blow up. And I thought, well, this is cool. So I try to get more and more. And, you know, that went on for a few years. I probably had about 70 or 80 of those lists that I had put online and never thought I was going to do anything with it until the pandemic hit. <laughs> and here I am, you know, I'm a DJ by trade. I do parties. I produce tours. As you know, I do the Dracula tour to Transylvania. I do ghost tours. I do a lot of things with the Beatles. I do Beatle conventions and Beatle tours and nothing. I couldn't do anything. This was it. I'm home. I'm watching, yeah. I'm watching horror movies. I'm playing, you know, great music. I'm, I'm having fun with the kids, but I'm going crazy because none of the things I do, I can do. And I thought I remembered these lists and I had them and I found them on a database. I said, wow, if I can get 20 more of these, I can, I can compile a hundred of them. I can write uh, intros to each one. I could find amazing graphics to accompany it. I can put together a really cool book and there's nothing like it out there. And it's exactly what I did. I In a short time, in about two-week period, I got 20 or 30 more um, horror lists, uh, put it together, got uh, interest from a few publishers, and, and put it out through Bear Manor Media. It went on Amazon. I'm selling you know copies by myself as, as uh, signed copies, which people love. And I've been doing the, the circuit as much as you can do you know, with the COVID scenario. I've been doing libraries that'll, that'll allow it. And a lot of conventions, and it's been great signing. But that's that's the impetus of the book. I know I've gone on and answered probably your next four questions in one. But but yeah, the book came about because uh, I had these lists already in stock, but wanted to put out a hundred of them. Sure. Well, who were some of the well-known contributors to the book with their horror list? Well, you know, on the back, I actually have a promo where it says. Inside, you will find 100 lists from a Beatle, a McCartney, a Lennon sister, from a Karloff, from William Shatner, from one of the monkeys, from a Munster, from Scream Queens, from stars of the movies, uh, TV, radio, print, from six Rock and Roll Hall of Famers, from a Baseball Hall of Famer. But, you know, the really cool ones aren't necessarily the most well-known ones. Obviously, William Shatner is a big one, getting Mickey Dolans from the Monkees, Butch Patrick from the Munsters. Those are all cool ones, but I love the ones that, you know, people didn't really, you know, where did that come from? You know, Ruth Buzzy <laughs> from Rowan and Martin's Laughing comes to mind. Uh, the late actor Ed Asner, uh, tremendous. He was one that was tough to get. Um, but a lot of people in the book, 
kind of people who I've known through the years or have been in contact with. Some are, you know, really big horror people like Bill Mosley, who was a chop top from Texas Chainsaw Massacre in House of a Hundred Cor- a Thousand Corpses from Halloween 2. He's been in so many things. And to the horror people, like he's, oh my God, this is the most amazing thing in the world. To, uh, you know, rock and pop and bubblegum people, Ron Dante, the lead singer of the Archies, is, is a great one. <laughs> For me personally, I love getting Sarah Karloff, uh, Boris Karloff's daughter, because um, she's a f- sweetheart. She's a friend of mine. And uh, she hates horror movies. I mean, she even said, Charles, you know, I don't even watch my dad's movies. But what she did is she came up with the top 10 list of things that scare her. And it was a great addition to the book. And, you know, it gives credibility when you can have a Karloff in a horror book. That's great. Well, I know you mentioned Ed Asner and you mentioned a lot of other celebrities. How did you reach out to these celebrities to get these lists? Well, some of them, the rock and roll people, mostly I knew in uh, 20 mm-hmm. and I had produced Rock Con, which is the weekend of 100 rock stars. So uh, people like uh, Tommy James and Al Jardine from the Beach Boys, Mary Wilson from the Supremes, the list went on and on. It was 100 rock stars. And that number 100 really played into me wanting to do a book. You know, I could have put in 75, you know, and just wrote the book of top 10 Harless, But I needed that 100, uh, which was that number that I always shoot for. And um, so I already had a built in uh, list of people who I knew I could just call and they would send me lists. Um, I also produced the Beatle Convention. So there's nine chapters of Beatle-related people in the book, including Pete Best, the Beatles' first drummer, and John Lennon's sister, Julia. You know, So um, some of them were easy. Ed Asner, who you mentioned, was one of the toughest ones. Um, for some reason, I just, you know, you get it in your in your brain that you need to get someone's list. And, sure. and he's the only one I pursued it like a main, really, I, I sent him letters to his uh, home address, to his um, agent's address, to his manager's address, to the studio, to about four or five places, heard nothing. <laughs> I found emails. I sent it, heard nothing. And I said, you know what? Now it's become a challenge. I'm really, this is a challenge. I'm not giving up. I may not ever get a list from him, but I'm going to pursue every possible way. And what I did is I sent, um, I sent a gift to a theater where he was on Broadway with the note. And I said, look, I've tried every possible way, you know, good luck with your run, your Broadway run, if there's any chance. And sure enough, he sent me back a card with his photo and he signed, boy, you do better detective work than Scotland Yard. <laughs> you, you know, horror, you come up with 10 and he gave me six of them and we put them in the book. And it's just a, such a rewarding one to have gotten, you know, the other ones who are really special are the Rock and Roll Hall of Famers, you know, two members of the Cars. Little Anthony from Little Anthony and the Imperials, uh, one of the members of Alice Cooper's band. You know, so getting Rock and Roll Hall of Famers was really cool. And getting Dave Winfield, you know, a Baseball Hall of Famer, that meant a lot. And it, it really, it's a diverse, you know, group. You go from, you know, comedians to actors to athletes to authors to to horror people and then rock stars. And, and reading their their list would be boring if they didn't put comments with it. I mean, that's the big selling point to me in the book is, you know, you look at someone's list and they give the reasons why, and the reasons why are so fascinating. Some of them, you know, you would never expect. Uh, Phil Fang Volk was the bass player for Paul Revere and the Raiders, a good friend of mine. And his first three, and I only mention it because these stand out in discussion whenever I do a library, uh, these come up as, are they horror movies? And he's got Jaws, 
<laughs> I defend as a horror movie because the, the 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 sharks were killers and creatures and monsters, and people were afraid to go in you know in the shores just like they were afraid to go in the showers again after uh, Psycho. He puts in King Kong, which of course I mean come on if you were a kid in a theater in 1933 or whatever and you saw. Uh, this gigantic monster on the big screen, this giant gorilla, you would have been scared. But the third one is the most questionable, and he puts in The Wizard of Oz. But it was the first movie, The Wicked Witch and The Flying Monkeys, that terrified him. So it's fascinating, not just reading the lists, not just reading the choices, but the reasons why. And you know what I did in the back of the book is I did a a, a very, very intense uh, index where every film that's mentioned is listed how many times it's listed, and who picked it. So if you look at, like, The Wolfman, you could see that it was chosen by uh, uh, so many people. Uh, Vince Martella, Vanilla Fudge, uh, Pete Best from The Beatles, um, Barbara Lay, the actress who played Vampirella, um, Sybil Danning, the actress, Freddie Boom Boom Cannon, <laughs> 1950s uh, rock star, Bill Mummy, sure. Bill Mummy from uh, Lost in Space, and on and on. Um, so you can look at and see who... If you love The Wolfman, you can just go right to the back and see who picked it or Psycho or any other movie. And also in the back of the book, which we kept for last, is the ultimate list. And that's we compiled everyone's top tens and saw who picked which so which songs, which films or which topics the most. And in most cases, people did do uh, some did their favorite book. Some did their favorite kills in a scene. Some did their favorite, their sexiest horror scenes. They came up with some creative out of the box but most of them did their favorite films their favorite movies and the ultimate top 10 in the back lists the top 10 in order of how they were called from the celebrities in other words if 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 70 of them picked psycho that might have been one two or three or the exercise right. you know what i mean so that's yeah. also a great part of the book you know how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. So how did you yourself fall in love with horror movies? Uh, you know, it's in a strange way because um, I always said my first memory in life was seeing the Beatles on the Ed Sullivan show. And when I was putting the book together, I thought, wait a second. I think horror did come before that because my first memory of, of seeing monster movies was my mom forcing me to watch. And I use the word forcing because it's true. Uh, the Bride of Frankenstein. On the on the million dollar movie, you see, you're too young to remember, but in my day, we had the million dollar movie in New York. I think it was on W O R Channel Nine, and it would show. We didn't have streaming, we didn't have DVDs or videos, we didn't have HBO, you didn't or, have cable. You couldn't watch a film when you wanted to. 
you had to pray that it would come on to watch it. And in this case, my mom had been saying to you, I wanted you to see Frankenstein, Frankenstein, Frankenstein. I didn't know what the heck Frankenstein meant, but it didn't come on, but Bride of Frankenstein did. And she said, we're going to sit down, we're going to watch this movie. You're going to love it like I love my monster movie. So my mom was the impetus. She loved the the, the monster movies. And it was uh, on the Monday but it was also then on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It was on the whole week. It was the million dollar movie. <laughs> and it was normally it was normally Gone with the Wind or Inherit the Wind or or Mutiny on the Bounty. It was usually one of those classics. But in this case, it was Bride of Frankenstein. And I sat down and I, let me tell you, I, I never went to bed before midnight. Mom was really great about that. The first few notes, I was I wanted to go to bed. I wanted out of this. I did not want to <laughs> see this movie. I didn't want to hear it. I wanted nothing to do with it. She she said, no, no, not what you meant. Let me go. The next night, so we're going to do the same thing, but she was smart. She got a blanket. She got popcorn, some warm milk. We're going to watch it. I kind of watched it, but with my eyes closed. So it was more listening to it. <laughs> By the third night, this was reg- this was the regime. I, could, I had no choice. We sat again, and I was watching it through my fingers. If you can picture how I'm holding my hands now, <laughs> yeah. how we hold our, when we don't want to see something, but we want to see it, we cover our eyes. By the fourth night, not only was I actually watching it, I was reciting the lines before they came on. And I was at the end of it, it was, Mom, when is this going to be on again? And she said, well, the last one's tomorrow night. We watched it again five nights in a row. And <laughs> next day, the next day, it was I, I discovered what a TV guide was. <laughs> and we would go through, we'd pour through the listings in the TV guide to see when the next Bella Lugosi, next Boris Karloff, next Lon Chaney, when those movies. And I was voracious. I, I couldn't get enough of them uh, to the point that I was um, building all the monster Aurora models as a kid. Mom was getting, uh, my, mom and dad would run out and get me the famous monsters of Filmland magazines. Everything on my wall was either Beatles or monsters. And, uh, that's how I became, uh, you know, a, a monster maven from from early and early from from hating it and being scared of it the first night to loving it within a week. That's great. Well, I know that the writer Joe Lansdale yeah. has a list in your in your book. Can sure. you tell us a little bit about that list? Well, let me tell you first how Joe Joe and I know each other. Sure, is he came with his family with me to Transylvania on my Dracula tour. And I did not know Joe at the time, you know, uh, I obviously through, through hotel, it didn't take long before I discovered the genius of Joe Lansdale, but he came on the trip and okay. So he's a horror writer. Good. I've had horror writers before and he came and he had, his daughter was very young. They had the greatest time and we stayed in touch and it was like, oh my gosh, look at this. This guy is so prolific and his, his work is so different than anyone else's. I just fell in love with him, not just as a friend but as an author and so uh, glad you mentioned him because he's so, so um, revered and so brilliant. Um, but his list were the top 10 horror books and, and he didn't do films. He did horror and mm-hmm. the stuff on here is just amazing. I mean, he obviously picked a few uh, Stephen King's a Robert Bloch, sure. um, a Ray Bradbury, but on the top of his list, sure enough, he says still the king of vampire books. And the source for all the ones to follow, good or bad, Bram Stoker deserves both praise and blame for that. And he lists uh, Dracula from 1897 as his first favorite. But yeah, that's the list uh, good old Joe R. Lansdale gave us, uh, top 10 horror books. That's great. Well, what are your favorite horror movies? Boy, um, well, Bride of Frankenstein has to be in that list just (laughs) just for nostalgia reasons. Um, My go-to 
is uh, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein because I, I that never tires. But my favorite of all time would probably be The Exorcist. Um, but it's not the movie that scared me the most. And people don't believe me when I tell them there's only one film that maybe it didn't scare me, but it gave me nightmares. And to this day, it's the home invasion movies that really, really um, do a number on me. Uh, the first one that I saw was Wait Until Dark with Audrey Hepburn. And I mm -hmm. remember Alan Arkin was, you know, was the bad guy playing against type. And uh, I remember coming home and I thought, boy, that movie was great. Oh, man, it was so well done. So scary, blah, blah, blah. And I was still a kid. And I went to sleep and I did not fall asleep. It was one of those, I don't know if you ever had a flu where you don't know if you're awake or if you don't know you're asleep and it's all dreamy. Even when you're awake, you're dreaming and vice versa. And through the night, people were breaking into the house. They were climbing through windows. They were turning on the lights. It was really one of those uh, nightmare nights after seeing that movie. So that has a place in my heart and would be on my top 10 list, as would um, a movie that did not make it in my book. Not one person picked a film called Phantom of the Paradise. And I don't know if you know it. It's a Paul Williams film where he, I don't know it. He acts in it. He plays uh, he plays the, the lead in it. But he is. Um, but the film is a comb a musical combination of Faust, Dorian Gray, Phantom of the Opera. Uh, there's a little Frank. There's a little everything thrown in there. And it's just it's it's I, it, I think it outdoes Rocky Horror Picture Show for that kind of, uh, you know, the, that kind of genre. But yeah, that would be on my list too. But Exorcist is probably the scariest movie of all time and may not be now, but certainly was when it came out. Sure. Well, I'm curious, do you think that with the stress of the pandemic for the last two years and now even more kind of strife with this new war in Eastern Europe, do you think that people turn to horror movies during stressful times to kind of get out of their heads? That's interesting. I think no more than any other movie, no more than rom-coms and no more. Sure. I don't think that, you know, there horror movies seem to be, um, you know, come in patterns and come in flows and around Halloween, you know, there seems to be more of them. I actually thought the new scream, um, uh, sequel was so phenomenal. I thought it was so great and well done that we would have had a bunch all at once and we really haven't. And I think that now you have to kind of dig a little more because so fewer films are theatrically released, but there's so much more on streaming now. Um, you know, I, I rewatched um, The Legend of Hell House with my kids, which was um, multi-episodic. You know, it's it's one of those in, in our sure. day, in our day, we would have called it a, a mini series. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now they call it, you know, it's, it's just a, a series of episodes online and that's on Netflix. Um, but there's such amazing stuff on there. You can't. There's more than you could watch. That's how much there is. And I, I'm, I'm, you know, I have also the pleasure of being an actor. So I've been in a bunch of things. And one of the films that I was in recently uh, came out um, and has gotten really great reviews. It's called Night at the Eagle Inn, where I play the debutante. I'm, I'm a psychotic. <laughs> um, I don't know what I am. A psychotic crossdresser in a, in a, on a screen. That where a gal gets stuck in a hotel and can't get out, she walks through different rooms and sees different things going on on the screens. And I'm on the the first screen. I'm on, and I'm on the I'm the first voice you hear on the trailer, which is really awesome. Um, so there, if you dig, I mean, you're gonna find so much amazing horror on on um, the streaming services. Yeah, sure. Well, where can people find you online if they'd like to learn more about you and the book? Sure. The website for the book is www.bookoftop10horrorlists.com. 
And top 10 is the number 10, one zero, not T-E-N. So bookoftop10horrorlists.com. Um, I'm on Facebook with, with that book. If you go to Book of Horror Lists, you'll get the Facebook on it. But people also always want to hear about the Dracula tours. That that strikes a chord. You know, wow, sure. we can actually go to Eastern Europe and, and visit all the castles. And, and what that is, is it's a mix of the history of Vlad Tepish, Vlad the Impaler, and all the things that were involved with his uh, with truth. And then there's the myth, obviously, Dracula, the legend. And it combines for a trip that's informative, that's fun that's it people come back and say it's the greatest trip i've ever done and that's the dracula tour to transylvania and the website for that is www.dractours.com but the book of top 10 horrorless it's on amazon there's no it's so easy everyone's uh getting it through there and uh and and it's getting uh, thank goodness some great reviews on amazon that's great well again we've been speaking with charles rosenay also known as Crypt Master Chuck, editor of the new book, The Book of Top Ten Horror List. The book is available now, so go buy a copy. And Charles, thanks for doing this interview. Oh, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thanks. Great. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.